You're listening to Incorporating Superpowers with the voice of reason, risk mitigation expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Justin Reckla. Get ready to rip apart the veil as we dismantle old school business and prepare for what comes next. Business will never be the same. Welcome back to Incorporating Superpowers. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that probably should be looked at and, and implemented across the board in every level of leadership possible. And it's the idea that it's not always right to be right. And I think this is something that, well, when you look out in the world, you see a lot of ego. You see a lot of people just wanting to be right and not willing to meet other people in the middle on things. Uh, and that only can ever take us so far as a society within our individual organizations and so forth. And the beautiful thing is that my guest today is the author of the book called It's Not Always Right to Be Right. My guest today is Hamish Thompson. He is, well, he's been around and done a thing or two in the corporate world. I want to bring him on so he can share a little bit more of his experience with you and, and how he got to be the author of where this book came from and the lessons learned and how he learned them all. Hamish, welcome to the show. Hello, Justin. Lovely to be here. So, so Hamish. It's not always right to be right. Talking about what, what does that mean from just a leadership perspective? I think it's a, I love the concept itself. And uh, unfortunately, it's something a lot of us in both personal and also corporate experience, you need to go through a number of mistakes, lessons, insights to start to realize that there's so many things that you have always thought are right, but when you actually step back and look at the bigger picture, um, it's not always right to be right. And I think we're all inherently driven individuals. We're all competitive. Um, but normally when you interact with people on a personal or on a corporate sense, um, they're normally one-off interactions. There's a winner, there's a loser, Um you play intellectual sparring game and you believe as a leader, you need to be right. The great leaders are those ones who actually step back, quite happy to have other opinions accepted well ahead of their own. Um, they concede with uh, total vulnerability when they get that uh, wrong. Um, and equally, it helps thought diversity and development of others. So it's a good lesson. Um, I've uh, Not everyone follows it, so I'm not saying it is right, but it's certainly uh, it's made me a better person both corporately uh, but also within an overall uh, personal sense. I love it because we see this in um, – it's another uh, area of leadership. It's a leadership style that uh, a lot of people refer to as servant leader, right? Uh, a, a lot of people have taken that to mean something completely different. But if, if we're going to be leaders in whatever organization, entity, or whatever that we play in, we have to be in service to the bigger picture. We have to be in service to the mission and the vision. And, and sometimes that means eating crow and recognizing that we're not always going to be right as leaders and we're better served to do something different. So, in your travels, in your experience, how how often do you come across the, the servant leader mindset versus that, that egocentric mindset? 
I think it depends first and foremost, Justin, about what type of culture the business that you're part of. And fortunately, I've had good experience within you know, a number of things. I started out with an advertising and then Reebok within Europe and then the last 20 years in US, Europe and also Australia with Mars Incorporated. And the best businesses in my mind are those who have an egalitarian approach where everyone's opinion accounts those leaders realize that they are there to serve others ahead of themselves, that there's a bigger cause as of such. So I think when you're part of a good culture, I think you get that leadership style a lot more. Um, unfortunately, those who are right, I mentioned before you learn this as you start your journey, thinking you need to be right as a leader, um, unfortunately, often the very senior, most senior leaders in a corporate world are often the, the worst offenders. They've had historical success. So they're even believe in their own mind that, uh, well, of course I'm right. I've always had that context and content of being right. Um, so it, it does vary greatly. Mm. I, I, I imagine, and I like the fact that you, you, you highlight the fact that those that are, are willing to, to really set themselves aside and look at things differently are, are the ones that seem to have more success. Um, Hamish, before we, before we go on to break, um, uh, where can, where can people go find more information about you, your book and the work that you're doing in the world? This is my, probably uh, the best element and, um, would be my website. So that's uh, hamishthompson.com. Uh, that's Thompson, T-H-O-M-S-O-N. So that's probably there. I've got a, a Twitter handle, et cetera, but probably most of my uh, elements are hamishrthompson.com. Fantastic, folks. Go take a look at what Hamish is doing in the world. Take a look at his book. The concepts that we're discussing here are just scratching the surface of some of the, the things that, that Hamish has experienced and shares with, with you in his book. This is... Um, this is good stuff. And, and when we get back, we're going to dive down uh, dive down the chocolate hole just a little bit further and take a look at some of the importance of what this looks like in, in, in personal life as well. And I know you've got a passion project that you're, you're part of, and we'll talk about that right after the break. But before we do, folks, if you're looking for a community that can support you, uplift you, help you with your own uh, emotional intelligence, working within your own relationships and learning how to work with one another, go take a look at the Superpower Plus community by visiting superpowerexperts.com and get all the information you need there. We'll be right back. The Superpower Experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the Superpower Universe Plus membership. Members get access to high vibe connections, Superpower Masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. Fantastic. Welcome back to Incorporating Superpowers. My name is Justin Ruckler. My guest today is Hamish Thompson. He's the author and uh, author of It's Not Always Right to Be Right. Before the break, we were just talking about some of the experiences that Hamish has had in, in traveling and working with different corporate uh, corporate sectors and corporate leaders and, and and all of that and Hamish, before we get into the into the other the other side of the house here, talk to me a little bit more. What can people learn by reading your book? I think they can learn practical elements. I'm uh, I'm one of these people, Justin. I've probably 
over a 30-year corporate career, I've picked up maybe a 1,000 leadership books, as we all have, and I've, uh, I've probably a handful of them I've got past Chapter 3. Um, I love theory, but uh, I need substance and practicality. And when writing this book, it was uh, essentially, what are those uh, insights, learnings, mistakes that I've learned over the years um, and how can I turn those into practical elements that are usable on an everyday basis? Um, so substance, um, relatability, and pragmatism is really key to me on that. So I think those are the elements around people picking up within the book. What are the great relationship builders, the importance of authenticity, having constant dissatisfaction to get ahead of uh, everything, surrounding yourselves with radiators and drains, the idea of a bad boss being a great boss. Um, there's, there's a number of different elements with, uh, within there that so far is getting uh, good feedback, which has been uh, very humbling. Fantastic. That's those, I, I think, you know, there, like you said, there's a lot of people that can look out and talk to it, but then how do you, how do you overcome it? Right. How, what are the steps that you can do to um, shift the perspective, to get leadership to change to, and if you're and if you're a leader, how do you, just recognize that within yourself and what steps can you take to, to become a better leader, leader and recognize that, you know what, it's okay if you're not always right. Um, I, I absolutely love that. And like you said, Hamish, this, this doesn't just affect the corporate world, but it's, it's, uh, it affects personal relationships as well. And um, I, before the, before the show, you and I were talking about a little bit about one of your passion projects is uh, that is working in the mental health uh sector and that you work with one of um was it the australian one of the largest australian mental health agencies out there yeah it's a i'm a director on a foundation called oz help and it's um it's a mental health element and suicide prevention agency and i must admit it's probably there's various uh psychological studies on this that talk around it's only really when you get into your sort of 40s and i've just hit the 50s mark um, that you start realizing that um, it's less about you and more around others. And I was exposed to a great saying, Justin, that said, performance without purpose is meaningless, but purpose without performance is impossible. Mm-hmm. And when you step back and you think around it, you have to have both together. So I'm a very driven person, as, I, as I've said, but when you perform and you execute with efficiency, um, your reach and impact on others in this mental uh, health stage, um, I think bringing a little bit of a commercial lens to that and having the ability to unlock potential within uh, you know within essentially thousands and millions of uh, Australians in this case uh, has been uh, has been extremely beneficial. So I'm pretty passionate around it. Um, I wish I'd got involved in that a little bit earlier, but uh, so far it's been uh, exceptional for, uh, for for my own sort of state, but uh, equally hopefully beneficial to others. Mm, I love that. And uh, applying that principle of it's not always right to be right is, is um, such a, a powerful thing to take into that space because I know oftentimes when somebody's struggling with, with you know, wanting to take their own life or whatnot, we as in our own humanity want to just go, no, that's not right. Don't do that, right? It's you're not supposed to do that. And it's difficult for us to put ourselves or find ourselves in somebody else's experience and in, in, in the superpower realm. That's the vernacular 
we use here in Superpower Experts. It's 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 un, it's teaching people empathy, right? It's recognizing that set your ego aside and put yourself in more of an empathetic perspective to to find solutions for whether it be just one person or multiple people that that you're assisting. And I, th- I think, Justin, um, I'm sure on your show, and I know it is true, the, the imposter syndrome of never being good enough comes up uh, numerous times on it. I've always found on this, um, the very first element is to seek to understand before being understood. And it's a really key concept, I think, within any relationship element uh, that you have. And on a business sense, um, often people feel that uh, the concept of technical or functional brilliance is so important um, that they believe it's more important than developing trust, true authenticity within relationships. And unfortunately, no matter how technically, creatively brilliant you are, unless you've established that depth of relationship and in my terms, uh, friendship and respect, you'll never be able to leverage that uh, brilliance that somebody has. So um, that's been uh, absolutely key within uh, both helping others, but I think in regard to corporate performance as well. Mm, I love that. That, that. that guidance that you just gave, that, that the insight you just gave of being willing to understand before being understood is, <laughs> can you imagine, can you imagine what, the world world community would look like if our global leaders took that perspective first. Well, it would be uh, it would be something special. I know. Uh, I think the climate change conference uh, is underway at the moment, and uh, if they all just sort of step back, put the egos back with another element, thought about the importance of relationships as opposed to individual agendas. Um, there'd be something, uh, something quite special, I think. But uh, we're not quite near that, but uh, <laughs> get, getting closer, I believe. We are, and people like you that are out teaching these concepts and and bringing these principles of of new leadership to the surface. Uh, you know, it may take time, but ultimately, our our kids, the next generation. Our youth leaders of today are, are going to be able to carry these principles forward. And that's really where we're going to see change. Because if we're honest, we, everybody's looking out. And I think everybody can feel it. Everybody senses Everybody knows it. And, you know, business as usual has, has got to change. We have to shift to a more empathetic style of leadership that, that connects without sacrificing, without compromise, but still finding solutions that that moves the needle forward and helps more people yeah i'm a uh, inherently i'm a pretty uh, optimistic person i think having uh, positive people around you um within all walks of life i think is absolutely critical um and i was exposed once to a communications concept that i follow quite uh, often now you need to honor the past respect the present but provide hope for the future and a lot of leaders in, in all walks of life, they, uh, they miss out about that hope for the future. And people do need optimism. It's not Pollyanna-ish about seeing the best within everything, but it's around having a can-do attitude, um, placing limiting beliefs uh, on, the, on the side and infectiously radiating your energy across others. Uh, and we see it time and time again. We get surprised from it, but we shouldn't be. The collective power of optimism and people coming together um, can be incredibly liberating. 
Um, I have a chapter in the book that I term that drains and radiators. So that's what a radiator does. Um, and unfortunately, a drain does uh, exactly the opposite. But uh, we all have our drain moments, but hopefully not too many of them. Yeah, it was just a matter of recognizing them and how fast we can recognize them to stop the bleeding, right? The, the where we, do, we, don't, we don't drain all of the optimism out of, of what we're doing in the world. I agree. Um, this this is good stuff, uh, Hamish. Thank you so much for being here. One more time, where can PR listeners go to to pick up your book and learn more about you? Yep. So directly care of my website, Hamish uh, Thompson, T-H-O-M-S-O-N dot com. Um, and the books through Wiley Publishing. So should be available uh, bookstores within, uh, well, everywhere within North America and Europe and uh, obviously online through Amazon. Fantastic, folks. Go pick up Hamish's book. Go take a look and see what he's doing in the world. This is um, this this is good stuff. Uh, this The conversations I've had today just continue to give me hope as there are more people out there doing this work. Folks, go out there, recognize that you don't always have to be right and strive to, to understand before being understood. This is good stuff. Until next time, go out there, incorporate your own superpowers so you can change the world. Take care. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.